song for Patton's Log. Welcome to Captain's Log, episode 15, The Disparity of Christianity and Cultural Impact. The cultural landscape of American evangelicalism is inundated with approaches to ministry and impact. Arguments from the conservative, progressive, emergent, and traditional camps can leave one reeling with philosophical vertigo. The hard truth is that if Jesus were walking through our ideological temples today, he'd likely turn over all our tables. Are believers simply to wander listlessly through the culture? Of course not. There's a more thoughtful way forward. And we'll talk about three different ways that we can engage more thoughtfully. The first of which is to consider global reality. As we seek to do ministry in our own context, it is helpful to understand some principles that transcend that context. Any strategy or trend that is not equally applicable in American churches as in the underground churches across the sea, should not be viewed as ultimate. It may be clever or even effective, but it is not ultimate. This level of thinking can help boil all the hype down to what really matters. We've been told that the American evangelical sky was falling for years now and that the prescription of pragmatism has been offered up as the only remedy to rescue the plummeting number of younger believers that dawn the doors of our churches. The reality is that while we would be unwise to ignore the cultural context that we live in, we are foolish to view reality solely through that cultural lens. We need to think globally. Secondly, it's also important for us to establish common ground. Christians often neglect key areas of commonality when engaging the culture. Rationality on the one hand and morality on the other. This may seem at odds with what first comes to mind for opposite reasons. One's first thought regarding these aspects of commonality is likely that the culture is hostile towards Christianity on the grounds of rationality and that Christianity is hostile to the culture on the grounds of morality. However, beneath the surface, there is a common ground that believers would be unwise to ignore. Followers of Christ have solid reasons to hold their beliefs. Faith may be the conviction of things not seen, but it is not devoid of historical context and verification. Christ was born, lived, died, rose again, appeared, and left his indelible mark. This was all witnessed, testified to, recorded, and preserved with remarkable accuracy. The New Testament record of textual transmission is unparalleled in temporal proximity to the original authors and in number of extant manuscripts. These are by no means the only solid reasons to believe, and belief itself is not reduced to reason alone. However, it is food for thought and conversational common ground. G.K. Chesterton, in his typical witty manner, remarked, and I quote, Art, like morality, consists in drawing the line somewhere, end quote. 
You can rest assured that everyone draws the line somewhere, and usually given enough honest conversation, believers and unbelievers can establish that. Sean McDowell recently offered an excellent insight in dealing with conversations about morality. Quote, People reveal their beliefs about objective morality not by what they say, but how they want to be treated. End quote. This opens up entire realms of discussion. Now, this is not an exhaustive list of rational and moral apologetics talking points. It is merely a reminder that Christians should not so quickly surrender their credentials of rationality or assume a posture of hostility when it comes to morality. There are many excellent conversations to be had, and that will go a long way in bridging the gap between Christendom and culture. Finally, and perhaps most importantly, it's also important for us to consider the new wine of the gospel. One of the major disconnects between American evangelical culture and the culture at large is the relegation of the gospel to religious customs and language. The gospel has become a laundry list of moral standards or a hybrid message of universalism and prosperity. But this is not the radical message of eating the flesh and drinking the blood. This is not the explosive good news of Christ crucified and resurrected on our behalf. If what we put into the old wineskins does not burst them open, then it is not new wine. It is not the gospel. But the gospel does explode the old wineskins, and this is the ultimate impact that Christianity possesses. The outrageously unbelievable message that belief in Christ's atoning work is sufficient, and perfectly so, cannot be contained in the cultural wineskins of our self-sufficiency. So what is the better way forward for Christians engaging culture? Sociologists, apologists, philosophers, and theologians all have their respective suggestions. My own humble suggestions include reclaiming the global nature of the Christian worldview, assuming a posture of conversation and commonality, and unashamedly sharing the new wine of the gospel. Think big, talk together, and proclaim Christ. Well, this episode is a little shorter than, than typical episodes, but I thought I would take a little bit of time to update you on what's going on and, and some projects that I have in the works. Uh, first, I wanted to let you know that you can no longer find me on Facebook. Facebook did um, cancel Calvinist Picard's Anon account uh, with their crackdown on uh, anonymity and, and, and fake accounts and things like that. Um, I'll let you know if it does come back, but as of, as of right now, uh, I haven't been able to resolve that issue. Um, secondly, I also wanted to let you know that I am uh, going to be releasing uh, my first ebook soon, which I'm extremely excited about. Um, I'm hoping to work in conjunction with Theology Mix and release this uh, in the upcoming days. And it's called An Introduction to Exposition. And so be on the lookout for that. And of course, you can, uh, as always, find me on Twitter at Calvinist Picard. You can email me directly at calvinistpicard at gmail.com. Uh, of course, check us out at the website, calvinistpicard.com. You can take a look at the Captain's blog. You can also listen to all of the previous episodes of Captain's Log, and you can leave comments on the first contact page. I thought I'd leave you with a few tweets from the hashtag 
uh, trek and expression. Uh, the first, don't make a warp core breach out of a sensor glitch. And the second, give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Give a man a triple and, well, again, thanks for taking the time to listen. Be sure to stay tuned at calvinistpicard.com for all the upcoming projects that will be coming out soon. And look for episode 16 next month. <laughs>